Yes, thank you so much, Emily. Thank you all for being here. A joy to be back in sunny Columbus. Uh, vacation destination in the fall, huh? Uh, I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We had our first snowfall recently. So I might just kind of settle in here for a while. So if you see me next week or next month, I'm just soaking in the sunshine in beautiful Columbus. Uh, truly a joy to be back here at this beautiful gathering, this Congress in honor of the Sacred Heart. Uh, I was here last year as well. And my gosh, you all have been blessed, like two wonderful bishops back to back in Columbus, huh? Um, last, yeah, let's give them a big hand. <laughs> um, my gosh, wonderful. Yeah, last year, a beautiful mass from your bishop, who I know was whisked away to the East Coast, his, his hometown, I believe, of uh, Brooklyn, and how blessed you are to have a rookie bishop, as it were. It seems to me that Bishop Fernandez is off to a wonderful start here uh, in this beautiful place. Um, I know we're all so grateful for his holy words. Yes, I want to say a bit this morning about uh, connections of the Sacred Heart and the Eucharist. The Sacred Heart and the Eucharist. You know, probably, I'm preaching to the choir here, but I like choirs and I like preaching, so, you know, why not, right? You know, I think many faithful Catholics have a, a kind of intuitive sense of the connection of the Sacred Heart and the Eucharist. And I think we see in this beautiful tradition, through the church, in the scriptures, actually, you know, a, a very long and beautiful connection of the Sacred Heart and the Eucharist. Bishop Fernandez highlighting, you know, some of these powerful, really moving experiences of his priesthood, his ministry as a bishop, of sharing the Eucharist with people, and how, you know, truly that opens up their hearts, doesn't it? Receiving this gift of the body and blood of Jesus. Even myself, just a few minutes ago, uh, as a minister of Holy Communion, you know, just seeing so many of you coming forward so faithfully. Some older folks who've been coming to Mass, coming to the Eucharist for many years, many decades. You know, a few of the little tykes who are here, thank you parents for bringing the kiddos along. You know, a few who are preparing for their First Holy Communion, coming reverently crossing their arms because they're not yet able to receive the Eucharist. Others, maybe just, who knows, in their first year, you know, perhaps offering their hands, offering their tongue to receive truly the body and blood of Christ into our bodies. You know, this is the, the close communion that Jesus desires with us is to, you know, in a sense, give us a kind of divine blood transfusion at every mass, mingling his body and blood with my body and blood. This is, of course, the very same Jesus who came and preached, who healed, who reconciled sinners during his ministry on earth. The very same Jesus who, yes, pours out his life for us, even upon the cross in his passion and death. 
the soldier's lance piercing his heart as he hangs upon the cross. You know what? There's also want to just wander around this church for a couple hours, huh? There's like, there's stained glass way up here. I don't even know if you all can see that. Um, I asked your beloved pastor, Jonathan Wilson. I was like, yeah, who are some of the saints up there? He's like, yeah, I got to check it out myself, you know? I've only been here a couple years. It takes a while to soak in all the imagery, you know, of this beautiful place. These saints adoring and honoring Christ, and we see, yes, this mark on his chest, his heart pierced by the soldier's lance, outpouring blood and water from his pierced side. And in this beautiful iconography, religious artwork around the sacred heart, you know, we see, yes, this heart of Jesus pierced. This is the risen Jesus with a glorified body, and yet he still bears the wounds of the cross on his hands, his feet, and yes, upon his heart. And outpouring the sacraments of the church from his pierced side, blood and water. Water, that image of baptism, cleansing us, renewing us, freeing us from sin. Blood in the Eucharist, filling the chalice at every mass, truly with his very own body and blood. And I'd like to take a moment now to lead you in a little, little guided reflection. I like to call it the heart exercise, heart exercise. Just a little, you know, it's a day of prayer, a morning of prayer, of course. We just had the greatest prayer of the church, the mass, and yet also to just continue that prayer this morning. So please simply put your hand on your heart, put your hand on your heart. You can close your eyes if you wish or leave them open. And for a moment, simply feel your heartbeat. Just feel your heartbeat. Just feel your heartbeat. Maybe your heart is beating slowly and peacefully right now here in this place of beauty, this moment of grace. Maybe your heart is beating slowly and peacefully right now. For other folks, maybe your heart's beating a little faster. Maybe you had one too many cups of coffee this morning. Or maybe you had to rush in here from some other activities. Who knows, had a early morning soccer practice with one of the kiddos. Had to run a quick errand and your mind's kind of still spinning with some of those events. And let's notice some of the emotions underneath that heartbeat. Maybe there's a, a quiet joy as you gather here to honor the heart of Jesus, thank him for his blessings. Maybe there's a quiet joy underneath that heartbeat. For other folks, maybe there's a, a touch of sorrow there, even a little maybe tug of anxiety. Maybe the bishop's words struck your heart. Maybe you're even thinking of someone you know who's suffering, struggling, even away from the church right now. Maybe in your heart you feel a little tug of sorrow, of worry about that person.
And friends, in our hearts, let's see an image of truly the Father's love poured out for us moment by moment, all day, every day. Even as our hearts give us and our bodies life, strength, so too the Father's love poured out for us, giving us his grace, his love, this gift of life, heartbeat by heartbeat, moment by moment. So too in our hearts, let's see really an image of that sacred heart of Jesus. Truly our hearts are formed, shaped even in his image and likeness. That heart of Jesus in the gospels, moved by the whole range of human emotions. We see Jesus in moments of great joy, reaching out and blessing little children, celebrating with his friends, crying out to his father in gratitude. I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, as he says in the gospels. We see that heart of Jesus in moments of joy, also in moments of sorrow. Lord Jesus, your heart is moved as you weep tears over the death of your good friend Lazarus. Lord Jesus, also your heart moved in sorrow as you weep over the sins of Jerusalem, your beloved city so often turning away from God, this holy city so often a place of violence, of discord. Lord Jesus, we too, we feel those moments of sorrow, our own family members struggling and hurting, our own cities, our own nation so often torn apart by violence, arguments, cruelty. Lord Jesus, we unite our joys with your heart as you rejoice. Lord Jesus, so too we, we unite our sorrows with your sorrows, Lord. That our hearts might be united with your heart, Lord, and that somehow, in fact, our sorrows are, are lessened or not so heavy. Even sanctified as we weep tears, as you weep with us, O oh Lord. Lord Jesus, even in moments, yes, you experience anger. As you see people turning away from God and turning against one another. Lord Jesus, we want to flip over a few tables once in a while ourselves. We understand. We know what that's like. And yet, Lord, there too, may our hearts be united with your heart. That you might, yes, channel this anger, purify it into not just complaining and frustration, Lord, but rather into righteous action, into holy labor, proclaiming your gospel, reaching out to the poor, standing up for the unborn, caring for pregnant women and those in need. So, Lord Jesus, we'll simply cry out three times together. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. 
Sacred Heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You can leave your heart there, or you should probably open your eyes. It's, you know, Saturday morning. Dear friends, the Sacred Heart and the Eucharist, the Sacred Heart and the Eucharist, the great documents of Vatican II teach us that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith, the source and summit. I'll even throw a little tiny bit of Latin at you here, ready? Source and summit in Latin, those words are fons et culmine. Fons, you know, we might think of a fountain. The mass is this fountain of grace, sort of continually refreshing us, renewing us. And culmine, you know, it's the culmination, a, a summit, a high point. Also something like the fulfillment of everything that we are, everything that God wants to offer to us. Source and summit, fawns at culmine. Well, so too, this is a beautiful description, in fact, of the Sacred Heart, isn't it? Source and summit. His heart, that source of grace. Again, different spiritual writers even seeing this heart of Jesus as something like a fountain. Again, pouring out blood and water as he hangs upon the cross. We sang that beautiful psalm here at this Mass. We will draw water joyfully from the springs of salvation. Well, again, different saints seeing there in that psalm an image of the Sacred Heart. Lord, we want to draw water from your heart, Lord, to come to you for communion, friendship, forgiveness, renewal. Lord, all the graces that we seek. Source and summit, this heart of Jesus, really the, the summit of our Christian faith. He desires communion with us. He wants to give us communion at Mass. He's seeking that friendly heart-to-heart -heart relationship that we experience with a good friend or a loving family member. He wants to unite our hearts evermore with his heart. Mingling our joys with his joys, our sorrows with his sorrows. Yes, even our anger that it might be purified, channeled through his heart. Also, this image of the heartbeat, you know, in a sense, is a really description of the church, isn't it? Care hearts, right? They pump blood, they beat. Drawing blood from our bodies, from our fingers and toes, into our hearts. Then that blood is refreshed by this fresh air we, we breathe in our free nation. Breathing in that air, our hearts then pump that blood past our lungs. So that blood now renewed, refreshed to be then sent out once again to our fingers and toes, our knees and our elbows. Well, Jesus at every Mass drawing us to himself, drawing us to this altar as we offer our prayers, as we sing his praise. As the bishop said, okay, one of these little Catholic call and responses, right? Okay, at every Mass, the priest says, lift up your hearts and y'all say, 
We lift them up to the Lord. Right, you know, that's what we're doing even with the bread and wine. By our prayers as if asking the Lord, yes, Jesus, as you transform this bread and wine into truly your body and blood, Lord, I want my heart evermore to be made more like your sacred heart. Jesus feeding us with his body and blood and then sending us out once again. That, that call at the end of Mass. Go forth, the Mass is ended. A little more Latin, ready? Ite misa est, go forth. Jesus sends us out, you know, it's not just like, okay, soccer practice is done, like, see y'all later, you know. No, go therefore. He's sending us back to our homes, our schools, our offices. Jesus sending us out as his disciples, renewed, refreshed, to love and serve, even as he loves and serves. But we're Catholic, right? It doesn't just end there like, okay, well, all right, now just get out there and do that thing. Okay. Good luck. No, no, he's, he's going to then draw us back again, you know, this divine heartbeat. Jesus, us, Jesus drawing us to himself at the mass, feeding us, sending us forth, then drawing us back once again to the mass. You know, in this beautiful practice of enthroning the sacred heart, enthroning the sacred heart, you know, in a sense can help us maybe connect some of the dots here. An image of the sacred heart of Jesus in your homes, okay? You know, even I, I love the, the website, the name of the website, okay? Welcome his heart, welcome his heart. This great sacred heart enthronement network. You know, that's what we want to do by honoring his heart, you know, putting up a picture. Could be in your living room, over your kitchen table, in your bedroom. I work on a college campus at Marquette University. I've been called in sometimes to bless dorm rooms, okay? You know, one of the kind of fun things you get to do on a college campus. You know, some of these kids, yeah, they have a cross, an image of Mary, an image of Jesus in their little, you know, what, 10 by 10 dorm room, right? Okay, with a movie poster over there and their laptop over there. Picture of mom, of course, okay, yep. They do put it up, okay, I've seen it. Moms, they know you're there, okay, loving them, praying for them. So when we get home from Mass, then we see that image, you know, in a sense, Jesus helping us connect the dots. Okay, he's still with us. He has just fed me, nourished me. Now I am on mission with him, okay, in big ways and little ways. Young parents, okay, preparing a bottle, changing diapers, repeat. <laughs> Prepare a bottle, change the diaper. Put the kid to bed, the kid wakes up, hold the kid, kiss the kid, <laughs> calm the kid, have fun with the kid, okay? Okay, students, right? Okay, there's this kind of routine too. Okay, all right, I got classes Monday, back at my high school, my college, my junior high. Okay, I got quizzes, papers, projects. Okay, you know, this isn't just busy work, right? 
Jesus is sending us out saying, okay, I'm with you, okay, this is your mission. I want you to learn, I want you to care for your classmates. Yes, even be nice to your teachers, okay? Don't bring them an apple, bring them coffee. That's what they want, not an apple, but coffee, okay? Jesus sending us out and then knowing, okay, he's gonna draw us back to himself again in the mass, but that sacred heart image, you know, to make that a center of prayer. You know, a little even moment of sort of eye contact with the Lord. Okay, Jesus, I look upon you. I know you look upon me with great love. Lord, I love and honor your heart. I know that you love my heart, oh Lord. Looking upon me, gazing at me, beholding me, even as I behold your heart, oh Lord. You know, asking that, he renews our hearts, okay? Even, okay, these four words at the Mass, okay? We hear them at every Mass. I say them at every Mass. Four simple words, four simple actions. Took, blessed, broke, and gave. Took, blessed, broke, and gave. Jesus performing this action himself at every Mass as he did at that first mass there in the upper room, the last supper. Those words, yes, descriptive of what he does with the Eucharist. Also powerfully descriptive of his very heart, which is taken, blessed, broken, and given. And also for those of us seeking to unite our hearts evermore with his, our hearts, those words describe our hearts too. Okay, first took, took. Jesus taking this bit of unleavened bread, part of this Jewish Passover celebration. And yet this bread uniquely set apart, set aside to be consecrated and transformed at that very first mass. Jesus, the eternal son, set apart, taken by the father. He who is God from God, light from light, true God from true God. He's taken to be, yes, the eternal son of the father and to be born of Mary. You know, dear friends, how we are taken, how we are uniquely set apart as Catholics, as Christians, to be, yes, his witnesses in the world in ways big and small. My heart taken even from those first moments of my baptism. As I was brought into this great family of God, the church. This heart of mine, even, even before that, my heart as it was being formed in my mother's womb. From those first moments of my life. This tiny, tiny little heart of mine being loved by God. Him gazing upon me with great care and compassion. Took, blessed, blessed Jesus' blessing, calling down the Holy Spirit to transform through transubstantiation, this bread and wine into truly his body and blood. Taken, blessed, Jesus blessed by his Father. Father pouring out 
his love, his blessing, his grace, his power upon the son. Jesus receptive, receiving all of these gifts from his father. Receiving them into his heart, the very core of his being. Jesus praising the father. I give you praise, father, Lord of heaven and earth. Even as he shares these blessings with little children, with the poor, with the wounded, with us, in his mercy. Took blessed, dear friends, how blessed we are. Overachiever Catholics, thank you for being here on a Saturday morning. This is not a holy day of obligation. And yet how wise you are to carve out this time. To say, yes, Lord, I want to be with you. I want to hear your word. I want to praise you, Lord. I want to draw closer to your sacred heart. We are blessed in our gifts, our talents. This great gift of faith through our family and friends, you know. The Lord sends us out not alone, but in families, among friends, at our parishes. We are taken, we are blessed. Broken, Jesus breaking this Eucharist, that it might be shared first by those 12 apostles and then through the centuries, yes, through every nation, every language, every part of the world, sharing that Eucharist. Broken, yes, the heart of Jesus also broken as he hangs upon the cross. And yet this heart of Jesus, we might see not broken as if shattered like a dinner plate, but more like broken open for us. That evermore his life, his love might flow out from this broken, yes, wounded heart. Again, these wounds are sanctified, glorified, broken. Maybe, maybe we feel some brokenness in our own hearts. Through our sins, bad habits, bad decisions. Yes, being hurt by others, sometimes those we love. Being hurt by a culture even that more and more seems to be stepping away from God. Stepping away from faith, even turning away from family life. What John Paul II called a culture of death, that yes, we can be wounded by this culture around us that so often is so dysfunctional, violent. Turning against even the weakest among us, even the unborn, the disabled, the elderly. And yet, Lord Jesus, we pray that our hearts might be united with your heart, Lord. Lord, that you might bring us healing, communion, reconciliation, that our hearts might be, in fact, even broken open like your heart, Lord. Lord, that we can be channels of grace in our own little ways, even as you are for us, the eternal Savior. That gift of compassion, compassion that so often flows from that communion with the heart of Jesus. You know, to be compassionate with somebody else who's struggling, suffering, hurting, because, hey, I know too, right? <clears throat> Lord, I've got my own hurts, my own sufferings, and yet I'm not alone, Lord. I'm seeking your healing, communion, forgiveness. You know, that I can reach out a hand for someone in need. 
I can lend an ear to a family member who's struggling. I can embrace somebody I care about, even to receive their tears. Dear friends, if our hearts are broken, that's not the end of the story, is it? We are Catholics, we are disciples, we are Christians. He can make our hearts more like his heart. He can sanctify and bring strength when we feel only wounds and sorrows. To make those cracks in our heart to be something more like channels of his grace flowing through us. Took, blessed, broken, gave, gave. Jesus giving the Eucharist to us. Jesus giving us himself, giving us his heart. In those quiet moments in prayer that he so treasures with us. Through our families and friends, yes, as he offers those other hearts to us. Give, Jesus gives us to others as well. As he sends us out sanctified by the Eucharist, you know, in a sense we are living tabernacles. You know, but mobile tabernacles, you know, we can get back in a minivan and then go to Walgreens and like, you know, we are, we are Catholics at Walgreens. We are Catholics at soccer practice. Yes, sometimes speaking openly about our faith. Yes, absolutely. Other times, maybe more quiet, more subtle, the way we treat people, the way we pray for them. Took, blessed, broke, and gave. Broke and gave. Finally, briefly, you know, renewing this devotion to the heart of Jesus. Briefly, so daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Whoa. Okay, we'll just take them one at a time, all right? There's, there's a whole bunch of days in the year. You don't have to do them all at once, all right? Daily, the daily offering. We'll conclude this session by praying that prayer together. You know, simply offering my heart to the heart of Jesus. Perhaps even before that image enthroned in your home. Praying for the intentions of the Holy Father, he who is the chief shepherd of the church on earth. Daily, offering my heart. Weekly, okay, certainly Sunday Mass. Coming to receive his body and blood. Also could be on a Friday that we do some little act of penance or of charity, of service, honoring his passion, honoring his heart. Daily, weekly, monthly, first Fridays, right? Honoring his heart on the first Friday. Maybe by coming to mass. Maybe by special prayers or some act of sacrifice. Daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. We've got that great Feast of the Sacred Heart in June every summer. Could be that you do some act to renew your enthronement. Some prayer, some blessing, some little celebration around that image. Could be coming on a retreat. Could be coming back to the Sacred Heart Congress next November here in sunny Columbus. A great place to be. 
Dear friends, his sacred heart and our hearts, his Eucharist renewing our hearts, renewing our bodies, even as we are the body of Christ, the church. And if you have your little packet, okay, there's a little packet, your sheet is up and down like this, has some beautiful images of the Sacred Heart on one side, Father will speak about those in the next talk. On the flip side is my little section, a few key points around that took, blessed, broken, gave. If you want to learn more about that, buy my book and support Team Jesuit. And we'll simply close by praying together that daily offering prayer. Let us pray. O oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for all intentions of our bishops, apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In November, the Pope asks us to pray for children who suffer. So often they are, so often they are the greatest victims of poverty, of war, of violence. So we pray that all children may be welcomed into families in the church to receive the support they so deserve. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.